Hey, welcome to Open Life. I'm so excited that you've logged in to watch this service, hopefully together with your family and uh, enjoy it. I'm going to jump right into the text that has inspired this series called Ready. It's in John 15. I'll start in verse one. I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You've already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obeyed my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I've told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I've loved you. There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends. Since I have told you everything the Father told me, you don't choose me, I choose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. Man, that bears repeating even once more, even though he said it so many times, Jesus challenged us here to do what? Love each other. Jesus loved us and his father in heaven loved him. And we're challenged to love the same way he loved, to lead with love. And can I pause before we jump into this talk today and just address the elephant in the room called our country. Um, man, this week I was grieved. I was grieved by those leading with insurrection and, and anger and violence. And I've been grieved throughout 2020 to witness the same. And when we try to lead through this riotous spirit of, of anger and intimidation that's not what we're challenged to do as followers of Jesus. I think what topped it off for me was I witnessed an image of a person holding on to a holy Bible charging into the Capitol building. And I was just like, is that really the witness Jesus challenged us to give the world? Is that really how we're supposed to illuminate the love of God to the world around us? Or is he challenged us to be those that would bring people together under the umbrella of love? 
Love can transform people. Love can transform policy. Love can transform the world. So I think we need to challenge ourselves and, and just do some introspection as a country, as individuals, as followers of Jesus within this country and say, am I bowing to Jesus' name alone? It is it like, may every knee bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Am I bowing to him or am I bowing to a, a policy or a, a constitution or a flag or a we need to bow to Jesus and submit to his authority and scripture and challenge and be fresh in our revelation of what he's leading us to do, to live as Christ's examples in the world. Enough hate, enough division, enough rioting, enough spewing unfiltered thoughts on any media medium that's out there that will allow us to publish. <laughs> and we need to reevaluate how can I share more love? How can I build people up, not tear them down to get my way? And uh, so I was grieved this week. And I hope that grief did the same thing in your life that it did in mine. I prayed and I've been praying. I'm praying for our country, our leadership. I'm praying for peace. I'm praying for unity. And uh, I think that goes right along with what God was revealing as we were praying for this series and the new year. I, in reflecting in the beginning of every year, we celebrate our birthday. In, in fact, January 10th, 2010 was when we started Open Life in the Regal Theater. Dear Jesus, I wish we were back there in that building that's sitting vacant right now on Sunday mornings. But anyway, uh, I look at this and go, man, 11th birthday. Happy birthday, Open Life, right? And... Uh, as I was praying for this year and our 11th year in existence in 2021, I kept having this image of pruning. And it was kind of a, a painful image, if you would. It's, it's the series graphic that kind of type of image that was in my head. You have a bunch of, of fruit trees. You have a bunch of piles of branches that have been cut off. And they're kind of laying there, not connected to the tree. And some of them look healthy. Some of them look like they were fruitful. And now it looks barren oftentimes when there's a really big prune. Uh, it, it's concerning when there's such a big pile on the ground. And you kind of could grieve over that. And I, this vision kept coming to me. And I started realizing, I ended up going into scripture and kind of looking at this concept of pruning all over again. And when I read John 15, it jumped out to me that he prunes the branches that do bear fruit. I was like, Lord, why are there so many branches? Why are there so many branches on the ground? And I just sensed again, it was because I pruned those that do bear fruit. Why? So that they'll even produce more fruit. We must not lose faith in God's process. It's not easy, and maybe it makes no sense at times, but we can be sure that God is faithful. And if we remain in him, we can ask anything we want, and it will be granted. Our big idea today is God wants you to ask for anything. God wants you to ask for anything. Man, I, I just wonder, pause for a moment. 
I want to know, what do you want your headline to be at the end of 2021? Have you, have you even thought of that? Man, what would a great headline be for my 2021? And I've laughed at some of the things I've seen online this week already, like, hey, I want to cancel my subscription. I've done the seven-day free trial of 2021, and I, I want to cancel it, you know, and, and we laugh, and there's some good memes out there. But honestly, let's think 365 days, right? The 2021, we get to the end of it. What's the headline in your life? Didn't try, didn't fail, um, didn't show up, didn't speak out, didn't make the call, fearful of rejection, waited it out, <laughs> settled. I mean, we don't want a title like that, right? And uh, I was listening to a podcast this week by Bob Goff just to encourage my spirit because that guy like inhales encouragement. And uh, he said a great headline would be tried anyway. Man, that resonated with me because honestly, we've tried some things that have failed, especially in 2020. Our head would hit against stuff and, and it's like, man, should I keep praying this prayer? Should I keep believing for this thing? Should I launch another group? Should I do another opportunity for people to connect that I'm afraid nobody's going to show up to and we could get gun shy, right? But man, tried anyway. It's worth it because people's eternity is worth it. Helping people have a growing relationship with Jesus is worth it. Tried anyway. Well, how about this one? Encouraged many. Man, if I got to the end of 2021 and people said, you know, that Thad, he, he encouraged people. That would be amazing. I think I'm going to pray for that. Listen to Ephesians 3.20. Because it says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. What is it that God has put in front of you today? What is he preparing you for today, this year? What, what do you imagine possible when your prayers intersect God's preparation? Beyond our imagination is what we know. Anything more than we can ask or imagine. So I want you to ask this question to yourself. And I'm going to ask to you. If you knew God would say yes to anything you would ask right now, anything, if you knew he would say yes, he would answer your prayer fully, what would you believe for? What would you ask for? Here are some of the prayers I'm praying for you this year. I'm praying for me. And I want to share them with you. And I gave away the first one already. Prayer number one, help us encourage each other in the faith. Man, if I could get to the end of the year and it's said of me, he encouraged me in the faith. I've won. I've won. Romans 15, 4 says, such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. May God who gives this patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other and is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice giving praise and glory to God the Father of our Lord. Lord Jesus Christ. 
right? If the scriptures are the source of the most heartfelt encouragement that we could give, we need to be in the scriptures so that we can share them with others. Sharing our unique insights that God is revealing to us through the power of the Holy Spirit will bring deep unity within the church and out into the community with an understanding of what God loves people, how he loves them how he is encouraging them and equipping them to live life to the full if they'll follow him. The church should agree on the scriptures being the source, and therefore we should put ourselves in a place of learning and knowing and understanding the scriptures, which you're doing right now by watching this talk. We must commit ourselves to the reading of scripture together uh, individually. Uh, that's why we uh, have provide opportunity so that we can understand God's heart for us and the world around us. And if I get to the end of 2021 and I hear that that Thad encouraged many in the scriptures, I'm going to be happy, but you know what's going to make me elated? If I get to the end of 2021 and it's said of you and those then that you've encouraged, that there's like an army of people encouraging one another in the faith through the words of God, I, I would go to bed happy. Man, it would be incredible. And I just want to challenge you of that fact. God, I pray that the Holy Spirit awakens in us a desire to know and encourage each other in the faith, that we would see the work of relationship with Jesus and each other worth the inconveniences, the time, the interruptions of our regular rhythms, that we would own the work of building one another up in the faith. That's the kind of prayer I wanna pray daily. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, so encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. I'm preaching to the choir, right? You're already doing this, but what if we even leaned into that? I'm believing for a time of peace in the church as well. We've been kind of through some turbulent days and, and this year, and I was reading through the book of Acts. Acts 9.31 says the church then had peace. Yes, Lord, bring it, right? Uh, through Judea, Galilee, Samaria, and it became stronger as the believers lived in the fear of the Lord and with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit. It also grew in numbers. The Holy Spirit is the source, the power that is beyond us to encourage each other. And I'm praying for the Holy Spirit to inspire us this year in ways that we can't avoid being an encouragement to one another, building each other up in the faith. Prayer, another prayer that I'm praying is help us become even more rooted. It's interesting what happens when you prune a tree. If you prune the width of those branches, the roots actually die off, and they, but they can go deeper then. And I, I look at that and I read Colossians 2, 6 through 7. It says, now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. 
You will overflow with thankfulness. Man, we're overflowing with joy today. We're overflowing with thank. There's a lot of overflow happening in these scriptures. So I pray that we would be rooted. Man, as an affirmation even of our first uh, prayer of encouraging one another in the faith. Man, may we be rooted in our faith even that much more. May we lean into the opportunities God gives us to become more rooted. Opportunities personally in Bible and prayer. I love the Bible reading plan we have going through the New Testament. And you're jump in, jump in. It's not too late. And it's just a small segment a day that you could do in addition to any other plan you've personally chosen to do in 2021. Be a part of the conversation. Encourage one another in the faith in that space, but as well show up, man. We have that God's given us gatherings as an opportunity. Here, say hello. We want to know you're here with us today and and be able to encourage you back and and lean into those who are online. And and when we have in-person gatherings, that we would be here in person. It's the safest place to attend. That's why we're online this week is we just out of an abundance of precaution wanted to make sure that we weren't passing anything along that nobody wants. Hello, the Rona. And so uh, we just got to be smart and uh, take care of our bodies and the Uh, each other's bodies according to what's out there in regulations. So here we are online. Anyway, uh, but I'm challenging you, show up. So we, when these, these opportunities for services and for us to worship together through the learning of his word is powerful, but as well in groups and, and, and one-on-one with each other, that we would continue to grow our roots together, right? Together, intertwining our roots deeper and deeper in Jesus. 2020 showed us that the church placed too much ownership or maybe just comfort in this once a week mindset of a gathering. And when that was removed from the story, people's faith was rocked. And we were never challenged to start gatherings. When Jesus gave us a a great commission, he said, therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them, new dis- the new disciples, to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus didn't give us methods. He didn't say you got to do groups and you got to do services and you got you to ride your bicycle to houses and, and knock on doors. He didn't give us any of those instructions. He challenged us to become disciples, learners of the way of Jesus' life and become more like Jesus. And so these methods, we could choose any method. We gotta lean into what God is leading us to do and watch our relationship with Jesus flourish because we're becoming more rooted. Devote ourselves more to discipleship in 2021. Grow even more, right? And not only rooted in our faith, the reason the This prayer is help us become even more rooted, just rooted is because I think it's both in the faith and in the community. What do I mean by that? Uh, Man, I'll unpack this more next week as we share some vision with you, just some clarity for the future. But I really feel um, that during the pandemic, we've realized the 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 expression of the church when we have to hit pause due to other people's decisions on venues really affected people's mindsets of legitimacy of the church, open life. We've seen some people 
just fall off and be it pruning or be it just uh, because it became a, a, an unnatural rhythm for meeting on Saturdays or when we didn't meet for a period of months. We, we, we were a homeless church and maybe it was awkward for people to hang out with us. But, uh, you know, I just look at that and go, the, there were some beautiful things that could have happened in our lives personally. And we learned through the process of those first few months but I just look and I'm grieved by the amount of families that we've loved on and have given our lives to to serve and built genuine relationships with that just we kind of lost a legitimacy because we're not rooted enough. And they questioned our survivability, I guess you could say, because we're not rooted in the community. And I want to be honest, that hurt. And it does. It's kind of like the law of the lid where you hear if you put a flea in a jar and you screw a lid on and the flea jumps up and hits its head enough times, it'll stop jumping high enough to jump out of the jar so you can take the lid off and that flea's forever going to just jump in there. It's not going to jump out. And you hit your head on that lid enough and you have enough awkward conversations, you realize, oh man, this hurts, right? Your head starts to hurt. But just, I don't think that... That open life is not legitimate because we don't have a facility. But yet, the 10-year vision we had for a facility is, in my book, in my prayer life, being pushed up right now. And I joked about the Regal Theater. We called them and asked them, can we have that building? Let's get in there, you know. But uh, we've also reached out to about 111 other facilities just saying, open life needs a home. We need to root ourselves in the community even more in a physical way. And we're praying for a space. We're praying for a place where we could do ministry. Maybe not large enough to do our gatherings. We want to get back to Sundays, but it's like maybe it's a space where we could do groups or, or, or studies, or a studio where we could record. And uh, I just want that in the name of Jesus because open life is going to stick around. It ain't going nowhere. And <laughs> we're going to continue to be present in the community because we got to think of that question, right? If we cease to exist, who would miss us? And in, in Bonnie Lake and our surrounding communities, many, 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 many organizations and people would uh, be lost. And so your presence makes a difference. So we want to be even more rooted, rooted in the faith, rooted in community and watch ourselves flourish with fresh fruit. Another prayer is help us become active in our faith. Isn't it interesting in a season like this? It's like, how do I be active in my faith? Philemon 6 is a prayer of this same exact thing. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be affected or effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Man, I want you to understand how amazing this relationship with Jesus is. This true life and peace of mind is only accessed by partnering in the work of the gospel. The faith was never intended to be a spectator sport. Uh, I'm not praying for busy members of a church. I just want active members. I want people who are choosing to be participants in the gospel. Maybe that means you're going to open a door for somebody. You're going to say hello when somebody checks in right here online. Hello back. Hey, miss you. Can't wait to see your face. Um, this week, a person that our church has been serving over the course of many years, reached out to me in a text for prayer. 
And it was a text for prayer because they were serving some people in the community and, and, and handing a meal actually to somebody. And they grabbed her hand and said, could you pray for us? Because we're losing hope. And this just convicted me because this person we love so desperately reached out for prayer for those who don't have hope in the community. I'm praying for that kind of activity because they said, yes, they're going to pray. And then they recruited prayer warriors and prayer team to, to be praying for this. Romans 12, 11 says, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. And it's a season like 2020 that would have maybe allowed apathy to set in and laziness to set in. And, and maybe fear causes us to not volunteer or say, I'm here, I'll help, I'll open a door, I'll do some setup or some teardown or whatever it is. And I look at this and I want to challenge us to follow this lesson of Jesus and, and be aware of the opportunities that are out there for us to be active in the faith. And it might be on the train to and from work. It may be uh, in a conversation online with a group. Be active in the faith. Host a group, whatever it looks like. We need to be active in the faith. In fact, this garden illustration of fruit orchard here is very similar to the scene Jesus did a teaching. And his teaching was to his disciples right before he was taken to be crucified. It says in Mark 14, 38, this is his second time he's challenged him. He says, keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Then Jesus left them again and prayed the same prayer as before. And when he returned to them again, he found them sleeping. They couldn't keep their eyes open and they didn't know what to say. God, don't let us be asleep at the wheel. <laughs> don't let us be asleep at the wheel of the faith right now when the world around us is desperate for hope. We could be the most effective with our faith right now that we've ever been as a body of Christ. Final prayer, Lord, give us pioneers. Whoa, that's out of, uh, that's out of nowhere, right? Give us pioneers. Matthew 9, 36 says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. Pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. And when, when, uh, Taking an honest look at open life and where we're at right now, even numerically and engagement-wise and projecting like what's next when we do have a space open up, we're in a season where we're relaunching. Like we're going to have to reconsider what gathering looks like when we come back together in a space on a Sunday morning. And that means we need pioneers. God, raise up pioneers in our church right now. And pioneers defined as one of a group of foot soldiers detailed to make roads, dig entrenchments, etc. in advance of the main body. So when you see a tree that's been pruned down, ready for a harvest that is even more bountiful than ever before, we've got to have some solidity. We've got to have some pioneers that would raise up from among us who would lay the pathway for the body of Christ to follow. 
the fruit that is coming. Rise up through us those who will create opportunities for people to grow their relationship with Jesus and lean into the encouragement of the faith. Raise up the, the present and active ones from within this community who will be encouraging enough to the, 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 the people who walk through the door to have genuine hospitality and relationship with them. And I just think, man, when we look back on audacious prayers that we pray for 2021 at the beginning of 2021, maybe we'll look back and go, oh, remember that prayer for pioneers, for some people that would lay the groundwork for future of open life, for the future of their faith? And look at the harvest. Man, that pruning works. That pruning works. Here's your action point today. Become ready through prayer. I think God's going to tap some people on the shoulder this week while you're praying. And you're going to sense, I'm one of the pioneers. I'm one of those who's going to lay the way. God, here I am. Lord, use me. Can I pray for you? God, I thank you for an opportunity we've had to share your word today. I pray that God, you would help us remain healthy and that God, you will touch the body of Christ that we would raise up those that would be encouragers. We would lean into the faith like never before, more rooted in our faith than ever before. God, active in our faith. And God, raise up the pioneers among us, empowerers that would go out before us and lay a path for the future. That God, as we look towards the visions next week for our future, that there would be people that are prepared in spirit to take up mantles of leadership and run for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Lord bless you. Thank you for watching today. And we can't wait to see you in person next week or right here online. God bless.